You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series called, Are You Living the Life You Really Want? In this first part of the series, Linnell asks his radio audience, do you know your purpose and who's running the show? Let's join the conversation. Are you living the life you really want? And do you know your purpose? Do you know what you really want? And who's running your show? You know, are you living the life you really want? And I've talked about this and and I noticed that typically every year about this time, March, April, this is something that comes up. And I think I know why it comes up. And I'm going to share that at the end of the show. But this is an amazing time to be alive. When you think about the advancements in the last 100 years, You know, our lives are so much easier and efficient to lead than the lives of our great grandparents. I mean, think about all the things that are different than, you know, those who live maybe two generations ago. We can travel faster. Right. We got (laughs) we have access to commercial airplanes. Um, Our cars are faster. Our trains are faster. I mean, just think about that. If I wanted to be in New York. Tomorrow morning, I could, you know, maybe down a couple of hundred dollars, but I could. And a hundred years ago or more, if you wanted to be in New York tomorrow morning, that would have been a really long trip. (laughs) And so times are different and communication is different. Communication is uh, real time. No matter what distance you are from someone, you can even access information almost instantaneously. And many of us carry our technologies with us almost everywhere we go. And if these technologies are not attached to our bodies, you know, the Bluetooth in the ear or, you know, the iPad in the hand, we definitely make sure that that technology is in the same room with us. And, you know, for those of us who carry smartphones, which is basically the majority of us, you know, we keep those smartphones in our pockets or in our hands, on our hips, Some of us sleep with a device in the bed, right? It's always within reach. And it's almost as if the cell phone, I'll tell you, it has become the new six shooter, you know, from the Wild Wild West. If you remember looking at, you know, the Wild Wild West uh, shows, the country Western movies, they always had, you know, their guns right on their hip, right in their hands. And nowadays I say that's the smartphone. You know, we got that right on our hips or right in our hands, right in our pockets. And if you if you leave home without it, you don't feel safe. You feel uncomfortable. I mean, that is the impact that technology has on us. And so my point is this. We are closer to being omniscient, omniscient, I'm sorry, than any other generation before our time. And I shared this, you know, a few weeks ago, this whole idea of omniscience. I'm not saying the word right, but omniscient. I said this whole concept and what that means is knowing all right. 
For those of us who believe in God, we say that he's omniscient because he knows all things. And we're not there. But in regards to the knowledge that we've generated here on Earth, you know, this is the closest we've become. We've come to actually getting to the place where we can know just about anything. Yet, there seems to be such a void in our knowledge. And this is puzzling to me. Why is that? I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, call in. Tell me, why is it that in the information age, when we have so much access to knowledge, there seems to be a void in our knowledge. And, you know, I'd love to know what you guys think about it, but, you know, in my opinion, I believe that instead of using this wonderful technology as a learning tool, we use our devices primarily for entertainment. And so we spend our waking hours liking our our friends' status on Facebook, or we spend a lot of time perusing, you know, the pictorial journals of our favorite pop stars and other individuals that we want to follow on Instagram. You know, we spend a lot of time following people, movie icons, musicians on Twitter, hoping to be the one or the first to retweet something that's witty, you know, so we can uh, get that retweet, right? Or get that notoriety. We follow each other's lives on Snapchat. We stream videos from YouTube or in some cases, you know, the Vine, worldstarhiphop.com to watch the latest and greatest of what's trending. And we play games. <laughs> oh, boy, do we play games. And I keep up with the games, not because I play them. I still haven't played a lot of them. But because I'm always getting an invite, somebody's always inviting me to play Candy Crush or Bejeweled or Farmville or what is it now? Farm Heroes, because everybody got bored with Farmville one and two. And the crazy thing is, when I was preparing for the show, I went on Facebook and was like, you know, what are the top games? And it's crazy because they have they have these little uh descriptions that basically, you know, they rate the game and then they tell you how addictive it is. You know, so why would I <laughs> download something that is going to take a lot of my time and I know it's addictive? Like I, they, they're telling me like, hey, this game is extremely addictive. I still do it. And then I'm upset when I spend all my time doing that. What do you really want in life? I mean, that's that's the point here. Right. That's the topic of the show. And I'm just pointing to how it goes, like what ends up consuming our time. And yet there is still so much we do not do and we do not know. And we claim not to do these things or to know these things because we are so busy. And there just isn't enough time. I mean, that's the statement, right? I don't care who you talk to. We are all in this time context trying to figure out 
how to manage it and how to use it best. But even in all that, even in all that, we still make time for some of these things. Right. And I get it. You know, it's it's a nice way to de-stress or do something that's mindless. But is it controlling you or are you controlling it? And I'll tell you, I think one of the reasons this topic comes up this time of the year is because it's the third, fourth month. It's the fourth month of the year. We're in April, more than halfway through April. And, you know, I check in with people. If you if you send me an email and say, Linnell, you inspired me and I got these resolutions, I got these goals, I basically just set a timer on the calendar. I write back and say, hey, how's it going? And often people are like, man, uh, not so good. Well, why not? I don't have enough time. And so for those of you who listen to me and write me and email me, I basically came up with the top three excuses for, you know, what I hear in regards to exercise and and eating right and having energy. The top three excuses that I've seen over the years, because, you know, we claim not to do these things or to know these things. Because we're so busy and there's just not enough time. But what I'm finding is it might be more how we use our time. So here's excuse number one. There isn't enough time to exercise. I hear this one a lot. There isn't enough time to exercise. Plus, I don't even know what exercises I should do. And by the way, I can't afford a trainer. All right. And I've shared these before. and They just keep coming up. Excuse number one debunked. Have you cut any of your entertainment time? Have you cut any of your entertainment time? And so before you say you don't have enough time to exercise, take care of your body, have you cut your entertainment time? And then here's the second one. Have you Googled the top 10 exercises that you can do when you don't have time? (laughs) You know, what are the top 10 exercises you can do when you don't have time? It looks like to me, even if you don't have money for a trainer, because we live in the information age and because we have access to knowledge, you could figure that out if that is what you really want it to do. Okay, remember the topic tonight. Are you living the life you really want? Are you living the life you really want? You want to live a healthy life? Tell me you really want it, because if you really want it, you will do it. Information's out here. Excuse number two that I hear, okay? Linnell, I'm tired, man. I feel so tired all the time. And if I just had more energy, I would be able to get my life in order. Okay, well, let's debunk excuse number two. Yeah, I would agree with you. Energy is life's greatest differentiator. It is. But I would make a hefty bet that you have enough energy to get on a search engine and ask, how do I get more energy? All right. Now, it might seem simple and somewhat funny. But you go on a search engine and type in, how do I get more All type of things pop up and more than likely energy will pop up. You don't even have to take the energy to type energy and it will pop up. All you got to do is click and read. That's way easier than playing Candy Crush. 
because you know besides that game is stressful <laughs> you know back to energy let me uh take a side note real quick so I, I share with you guys that you know my new thing is i've been going through all tony robbins stuff i'm reading his new book i'm, I'm listening to his new his cds his old cds one of the cds that i'm playing in the car right now is unlimited power okay and on that particular CD, one of the things he talks about is how energy is truly the difference for whether or not a person is successful or not. Energy. And what he says is if you know how to control your energy, control your energy. So getting enough rest, you know, preserving your energy, staying focused. So that way you're not just wasting energy because when you're not focused and you're moving around, you're doing other things, you know, you're all over the place. You know, you're supposed to be doing one thing, but you're doing another, consider that even though you're not working over here, right, if working is what you're supposed to be doing and you're distracted by, let's say, Facebook or something else, that you're still expending energy to be on Facebook. You're still expending energy to be on Candy Crush. That's energy. And so if you're expending energy on those things, then, of course, you're tired and you don't have energy to spend on the things that really matter to you in your life. Okay, and there's going to be more about energy. I probably will write and post something very soon on energy itself because it is a huge differentiator. This is one of the reasons why depression is so serious, right? A person gets depressed and they don't have energy. They're down. Their spirit is down. And so they feel stuck. And if they had an infusion of energy, they can get unstuck, but they don't. And... You know, you they try to have medicines that address that, but, you know, that's really what's going on. That's why it's so tough. All right, let's move on. Excuse number three. Excuse number three. I want to eat better, but eating healthy is expensive and I don't have time to cook. That's one of the excuses I hear. All right, so let's debunk that one. Wait, you already know what to do. Get on a search engine. And say, I want to eat better. How do I spend less? Or cheap options for healthy food. Or quick meals. Quick healthy meals. It's time out for, you know, excuses. That's what I hear is a lot of excuses. And we just we live in a world now where the excuses really don't hold much merit. And so I'll tell you, it's interesting how disconnected we are in a connected world. It is. How disconnected we are in a connected world. Here we are, we have access to all this information, yet we walk around with these things that we don't know or we don't know how to do or these so-called excuses. Maybe what it is is you really don't want that. And that might be a start to be just coming aware of where you are. I really don't want that. I really don't want to be healthy. I really don't want to exercise. I really don't want to use my energy properly. Because if you're real with yourself, then that's a great start to actually changing something. Awareness. So I'll tell you, for me, in 2015, excuses just don't hold up. They don't. It really comes down to what you want to do and what you want to know. And so my questions... For reflection for all of you this week, two questions. What do you really want to do? 
Like, what do you really want to do with your life? Get clear on it. And then the second question is, what do you really want to know? What do you really want to know? And I have a feeling that's connected to what you want to do. And consider that you can create that in this 21st century. And so the question becomes, if you don't want to create it, are you disconnected in this connected world? Are you disconnected from your dreams, your aspirations, your goals due to the lack of your own self-discipline? Because it's 2015 and excuses are futile. There's a quote. The author for this quote is unknown, but the quote goes like this, quote, excuses are monuments of nothingness. They build bridges to nowhere. Those who use these tools of incompetence seldom become anything or do anything at all. And the author is unknown, unquote. So resolve to stop living at the effect of your circumstances and situations and resolve to stop being disconnected and connect today. Now, here's the thing. You know, most of us have dreams. We do. Whether or not we really want the dream, that's another thing, right? But we have dreams. And we also have ideas. And most of us have all types of goals and desires. Yet, the realization of these dreams seems to be so far out of our grasp. You know, even for me, right? Where I am in regards to my dream, it's a nice little distance. And I don't necessarily always know how to get there. And so those ideas you have, they never seem to gain any traction. Those goals, well, you maybe you complete 25, 50% of a goal. But do you have the experience of rarely seeing your personal goals through to completion? You know, your desires, they remain. But they stay exactly that, a desire. Or you may often find yourself making your long-term desires compete with your immediate wants. You know, does that happen to you? You know, what I really desire is a nicer home. But what I want right now is a luxury car. Anybody ever been there? All these, you know, it's competing, right? You know, Tony Robbins says this, this real cool one. You know, he, he asked the question, how many of you want to be in a loving, committed, monogamous relationship that you all are, you know, on the same page and support each other and help each other with your goals? And he says that, right? How many of you want that? And then he turns around and says, how many of you are attracted to other people, right? Life is this continuum of these kind of internal conflicts. And what happens is people just get stuck. They get stuck in them. Does this sound familiar? Like, you know, can you relate to what I'm saying? Because if the reality I just narrated doesn't describe your current situation or circumstance, I'm fairly certain that you know someone for who this is true. And I'm almost thinking if, it, if you can't relate to any of that, then, you know, you must be superhuman. So many of us wake up every morning to live out an agenda 
we barely own. And some of us are painfully aware of this truth. Like we know we don't own our lives. We know we don't own the agenda. And then there's some of us that we haven't even realized it yet. You know, we haven't realized that our lives and efforts have had no real definitive purpose. Either way, the agenda that has claimed the majority of us to date typically goes by the name of survival. And I've talked about this before. Survival basically just takes over, right? You know, you work that job that you don't like because you're you got to survive. You know, it's, it's fascinating. Today, this young lady shared how she did some work um, at an organization where she was asked to do something unethical. And she didn't know what to do. And she wanted our advice on how to handle if your boss is telling you to do something that can put you in jail. My advice was run. She was like, well, how do you run? And I can understand, right? Because for her, she's thinking I need the job to survive, even if the risk could be going to prison. To any of us outside of her situation, it would make sense when I say run, get out of it, leave, quit, don't go back. Right. Nothing's worth prison. But when survival has its strong fingers around you, when it has its grip on you, that's not how you think. You think only of surviving. And the surviving looks like going to work and maybe doing something that you're being asked to do that's unethical. Then you unfortunately sometimes will reduce yourself to doing exactly that. It's one of the reasons I'm having this conversation. And there are some of us who survival is not even on the agenda, right? We serve a more simplistic agenda. You know, we've been so conquered by the media and by the large retail giants that we basically spend our time and our efforts acquiring things, right? Like we're just looking for the next thing, you know, whether it's a, uh, a new pair of Jordans or that brand new Louis Vuitton bag, you know, all these things, right? I don't know all the brands, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And, you know, this is what I call, that's not survival. I call this living for the next best thing. The thing about things, no pun intended, is once you get that thing, it's got a real short shelf life before you lose your excitement, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could spend a couple of thousand dollars on a bag and it mean you feel good about it. You know, maybe the the first week or two or three, maybe four. But a month out, two months out, they drop another bag and that thing loses its luster. Now, that's the old thing. It's the thing that, you know, is the number two behind the number one. You know, that's the trouble with living a life for the next best thing. So either way, regardless of where you fall, whether you fall in survival or you fall into the next best thing, one question still remains. And that question is, who is running your show? Who's running your show? Now, we just figured out that it may not be you, right? I said that early in the show. It may not be you. And since we know every circus has a ringmaster, <laughs> I said that last year, it made somebody mad. That's why I said it again. 
Since we know every circus has a ringmaster, who's yours? Who's your ringmaster? Is your ringmaster fear? Or maybe your ringmaster is work. Maybe your ringmaster is your family and friends. You can't get anything done because, you know, they run you. Hey, man, we doing this. We going there. What do you mean you're not coming? You got to come. You know, maybe that's your ringmaster. Maybe your ringmaster is money. And you just can't have enough. And every time you get some more, you make a new bill. And every time you make a new bill, you find a new you you have a new bill collector. <laughs> Maybe that's the ringmaster. Maybe your ringmaster is insecurity. And the insecurity that lies to you and says you're not good enough. That you're not good enough to do what you really want to do. And you're not really good enough to live the life of your dreams. You're not good enough to accomplish that goal. You know, maybe that's yours. What is it? Who's running your show? Because if you take the time to really, truly distinguish what continues to separate you from the life you want, the life of your dreams, then the quicker you can identify who's running your show and the sooner you can accept their resignation and place yourself in charge. You know, here's the thing. None of us are perfect. Not even me. I tell people all the time, you know, when you come up with these topics, Linnell, it's the stuff I'm struggling with. You know, the, the whole idea of who's running your show is because I'm asking myself who's running my show. You know, is it fear? Is fear running the show? I was having a conversation with myself in my head driving home today and just asking myself one particular thing I want to do. And it, it seems to continually elude me. Why am I not doing it? And then it hit me. It's because you're afraid. Because you're scared. And because you're scared, then it easily slips your mind. Because you don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with being confronted by the fear of taking that task on. That's the conversation I have with myself. And so I had to, you know, kind of be real and say, man, fear's running this show. Linnell is not in control if I do not take this thing on. So what are the steps I need to do or I need to take to take on this task now, right now, as soon as I get in the house? And that's the conversation I have with myself. And so I'm with you. If there's things that you want to do that you're not getting accomplished, it's because something's running the show. Just get clear. Get clear on what's running the show. If you have a desire, a goal, an aspiration and you just can't seem to get there, that means, excuse me, something's in the way. What's in the way? Figure out what it is, and then you can say, all right, guess what? Now that I know who you are, what you are, and where you are, I am accepting your resignation, and I am now in charge. And I will now take hold of my dreams, my ideas, my goals, my desires, and enter into the center stage of my own life. That is what there is to do. And I'll tell you, getting that resignation isn't always easy. And the reason it's not easy is because there will be a lifetime of habits that you're asking to quit. You know, it's like telling fear to quit the job. Hey, you're fired. Get out of here. The difference is, you know, if if I got told that at work, 
I lose my security access badge. I can't get back in the building. But the thing about fear is it's like a ninja. It just shows back up. And so you got to constantly tell it. You got to constantly fire fear. You got to constantly fire insecurity or lack of confidence. You got to constantly fire, you know, your friends or family that put demands on you that are outside of your goals and dreams. You got to constantly fire this idea of always wanting things. You got to constantly fire this whole notion of survival. It's an ongoing conversation. And if you're using your energy playing games and you don't have energy to be in that conversation, you don't. That really is what I want to get through this evening. So just remember, nothing worth having is typically easy. And we all are confined by the walls we build for ourselves. Nobody else is confining you. Nobody else is restricting you. Nobody else is in your way. It's fascinating when I hear people blame other things or other people, you know, or blame a whole race of people for where they are. Like, you got to get responsible. You're producing what's happening in your life. You can say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Because there are choices. There are decisions that you are not making that are basically the consequence of where you are today. Who's running your show? How can somebody else run your show? Unless you let them. I mean, at the end of the day, That's the one thing that we're all given is the opportunity to choose. And so you just got to get clear on what you're choosing. And your only job is to make a choice. That's your only job. And that's what we do. We make choices all day long. Okay, I'm going to go here. Okay, I'm going to do this. I mean, we make choices. What choices are you making? And the choice you make to believe something or the choice you make to react to something, again, that's a choice. You don't have to react. You don't have to believe that. So what choices are you making? And make the choice to run your own show. Every time you notice something else or someone else, try to take the center stage of your life. Just make the choice to be your own ringmaster. And here's a quick reminder of of how to go about this, okay? I'm going to give you some clear-cut steps. You know, get clear on your dreams and get clear on your ideas, your goals, and your desires. No, get clear. Write them down because that will help you make a different choice. And then second, identify what or who is running your show and then make the choice to run your own show. And I say this all the time, but this set up intentional mechanisms to help you think, to help you think positive, to help you make different choices. That's the reason why I have the inspirational perspective text messaging service to help you have different inputs, to help you with your choices. That's the reason I started the blog, www.inspirationalperspective.com. Perfect place to go if you're feeling a lack of motivation, a lack of inspiration. 
You know, so make a different choice. Who's running your show? You should run your show. Be your own ringmaster. I'd love to know you, you all's thoughts on this. Um, and it looks like we, we have a caller. Uh, Danny, Danny from the South Side. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, young man. I would just like to say that uh, we we have an uh, we have an example of what you can do out here just from the president. We have a lot of things that will block and stop you from being able to make any advances if they want you to if they want to humble you to take up a, a knee. The president of the United States hasn't been able to get anything across just by himself, who has the greatest power on the earth. Been blocked. It's almost like a football game. Every attempt he tried to do anything, and we've got a less. We've got the illustration of we we are more respectful to the nature of capitalism and democracy than we are to our human nature. Whenever you put something in front of your own human nature, you defeated yourself. And we are more liable, and we respond more to the nature of politics and capitalism than we do in understanding our own human nature. We respect it more. So it's a very, uh, it's, the denomination doesn't even fit on top of the numeration. It's, it's not a good formula. So we as, as human beings are suffering because we're the ones who are the carnage of a design that we're trying to make this design work. And we're trying to make ourselves fit into this design. And it's not working. And we are nothing but carnage. And we're trying to make it work, but we're not respecting the nature of the human being in this equation. Mm. Well, thanks for sharing that, Danny, man. I appreciate right. your thoughts. Appreciate your thoughts. Is Danny still there? Okay, I guess not. All right. You know, he brought up President Obama. And I think President Obama is a really good example of someone who chooses to run his own show. You know, that man could live at effect of everything that happens around him. And what I admire most about President Obama is not a perfect man by no means. And I know there's a, you know, there's a contingency out there that adores him and a contingency that hates him across all race lines. But what I do admire about him is how he's at cause for his leadership. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, every door they block, he is always looking for a way to get around it and and stay at cause for what it is that he intends to bring or intended to bring as a president during his his opportunity to lead. And again, not perfect, but a really good example. And I'll tell you, you, know, you look at that man and you want to, you know, go hard on him about what he has done or hasn't done. You know, don't put so much energy over there. Turn around, look at yourself and look at what you've done and what you haven't done in your own life with fewer obstacles. And then maybe that would give you some compassion for the situation that he's in or the situation that any leader is in for that matter. This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.